Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, when to give trust? Trust. Now that's a, a, an interesting term. And I think one of the challenges is when we use a term without really digging into what we mean by it. So what, what might we mean by trust in terms of uh, this question today? I think trust has to do with vulnerability. I think mm. it has to do with, I am willing to engage with you in a way that creates potential for me to get hurt. Mm. Yeah, and that that hurt might be in a variety of different ways, right? It might be emotionally, it might be financially, it might be physically. There are a lot of you know different ways that that might uh, might manifest. But yeah, trust is is creating a a condition of vulnerability. And I think it's accepting. It, it, it's saying I'm going to live in the space of. Maybe not believing that I am safe. I don't know that I, you know, that that's not actual vulnerability, but but to act as though I were safe, to mm -hmm. to not guard against the this potential for hurt, but to to just move through the world as though I'm going to be okay. Right. To acknowledge that there is that potential there, and also, yeah, to not guard against it, to really uh, to trust, as it were, <laughs> in whatever <laughs> it is, whoever it is, uh, all of that. Uh, that's there. Um, that uh, the nice part about thinking, looking at it that way is that uh, one, it, it nuances it a bit because when we talk about trusting people, um, that often hides the complexity of it. Right? There's the idea that trust is not binary. It's not I trust you or I don't. Right? It's actually very specific. Um, my uh, my colleague mentor um, Esther Derby. Uh, says, I trust my husband with my life and not my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a piece of this is in terms of when to give trust, kind of always in the sense of it, if I can't trust you, there is no point in me trying to be in any sort of relationship at all. And, and, th and there may be people with whom there's no point in that. But if there's, if there's no trust at all, the likelihood of anything productive or useful, either in terms of sort of emotional fulfillment or getting work done in a collaborative way or um, any, any positive outcome that I can think of, if it's just, I just don't trust that person, mm -hmm. it's highly unlikely that anything useful is going to come out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to think about it in terms of what do I trust people with, right? Um, because, I mean, there's absolutely a case of like, I might trust your, I might trust your expertise in something and not your judgment, right? Or the other way around. I, I trust that you would make a good decision about this, but I don't trust that you have the skill to carry it through. Um, I might trust neither of those things, right? And for me, trust is partly about um, it's partly about a, a calculated risk in some ways, right? I'm saying, yeah, I think it is worth it for me to do this um, because of my confidence in your, in whatever, however it is that I'm making myself vulnerable to you. 
um, I, I'm confident that there's going to be a better result from becoming vulnerable in that way rather than not. And I noticed how you didn't say, I'm confident that I won't get hurt. Right. Right. It's the confidence that it's worth it. Because I think the piece that we miss sometimes is that not mm -hmm. trusting hurts us too. Yeah. That there, it, it's not like I don't trust and I stay safe and I trust and I get hurt. Yes, if you trust, you'll get hurt. That, that If you trust long enough, you'll get hurt because we're human and we're fallible mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. all of those things. But not trusting hurts us too. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, what is the... And so in some ways, the answer to the question of when to give trust is that when the cost of trusting is less than the cost of not trusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the likely yeah. cost, right? Because again, it's about uncertainty. We don't know. Um, and so just kind of thinking that through, like there are actual costs to not trusting people as well. Right. Well, and I, and I think a lot of this turns out to be intuitive and about sort of tolerance. So, mm -hmm. like, we don't know what the actual cost of trusting someone will be because we don't know at what point they'll let us down or not or what will happen with that. Mm -hmm. But we certainly can read our own um, sort of intuitive and internal. And th this is a space where what you know, I think, is less significant than what you feel. Yeah. And if you, yeah. Can, if you can hang out in a space and tolerate and be not entirely comfortable, because vulnerable is never entirely comfortable, but reasonably comfortable, reasonably productive in that space, then it's probably a safe bet. Not safe, yeah. but reasonable. Yeah. And so it's a good bet. Um, a good bet. And, and much like any sort of betting or decision-making, you know, calculus, like we all have our own sort of set points and risk factors and tolerance for that kind of stuff. And I think it can be really useful to sort of start to notice like, when am I not wanting to give trust? What is at risk? What is it about this particular situation, this particular thing, this particular person that is causing me to do that calculus differently than I might have otherwise? Um, I have noticed, um, so for example, I, I tend to operate with high degrees of trust with a lot of people, um, sometimes to my detriment. <laughs> Like there are absolutely times where I have trusted someone to do something or, or I've given them the chance to do it. And then that's not worked out well. And I found that I'm more willing to do that when the consequences of, of it going badly only come back to me. Mm -hmm. As opposed to where I started to notice is I've been in some situations where I've been in a leadership position in a group and then someone asked, can I take this thing on? Or that's the subtext. They might not use those words, right? And other people have said, you don't want this person to do it. And, you know, and I've said, and I will, I will, I've often been at the point where I will say, I want to give this person a chance. And where that gets me in trouble is when, if it doesn't come through, it actually affects more than just me where I start to recognize I can't trust this person on behalf of everybody else, right? All of the people who will be impacted by this also need to trust that person in order for me to be able to sign off on it, for me to be able to go ahead with that. That was a painful lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you're pointing to something that I, I would generalize. That's a specific case of what I would generalize to say. It's about trust within boundaries. What are the boundaries within which 
I trust this person, this group, this relationship, this set of connections. And, and there almost always are boundaries. Yeah. And even in pretty high trust, it, you know, it's like I trust with my life, but not my laundry. But you know, <laughs> we do have boundaries and getting clear about what those are and then what helps us expand them. What are the things that help trust work better? And sometimes it's about being really explicit about what's being agreed, or sometimes it's about shortening the time window between check-ins or things of that nature. So it's, as you say, it's not binary. There's sort of the amount of trust in the environment within which that trust is happening. And I do think being thoughtful about boundaries makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I, a number of years ago, was part of a, a workshop where one of the things that we talked about was trust as a substitute for communication which I thought was interesting talking about operating an environment where when there was a high degree of trust between individuals on a team that we didn't have to communicate as often about something. And often in order to generate those high degrees of trust, we had to communicate deeply, deeply and infrequently sometimes allowed us to then sort of come together, sure that we were all aligned around what it was that we were actually trying to do, communicate and clarify some of those expectations we had for each other. And then we could trust each other to go off and do these things separately and come back. And I think there's, you, you were pointing to sort of the trust in the capacity or the capability. You might trust someone's judgment, but not their expertise or vice versa. And I think there's another element um, in consensus realms, we talk about the assumption of good intent. Mm -hmm. So that's about trusting the intention, which may or may not result in the impact. I mean, I've certainly been in cases with people that I absolutely believe they want what's best for the community. They're not trying to be selfish and holy cow, they railroad people over and over again. I mean, their impact is so harmful, but the intention is not. And there is a piece of that of, I can trust who you are, without trusting your skill set to navigate the group effectively or without trusting that your impact will align with your intention. Um, mm -hmm. And I think if, if you don't have that, if you truly can't trust the intentions, I'd get real curious about whether you want to stay in relationship in working connection and partnership with that person at all. Um, but with the, that good intention and then getting clear about, again, those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a sort of concluding, sort of summing up. Right? So where, where, did we, where did we get to on this? So we talked a little bit about, you know, giving trust when, when it seems like the cost of not giving trust is greater than the cost of giving trust. Um, giving trust, in some ways giving trust to intention um, and, uh, and setting boundaries on uh, on trust around sort of uh, expertise skill impact you know where it's going to how it's going to show up boundaries around action and i think the last thing that i want to make sure we track is that trust is typically more about what you feel than what you know because it is inherently about dealing with uncertainty and we can't know and so we kind of have to really figure out where how are we going to feel? How do we feel about what it is that we don't know and that we can't know? And how do we want to work with that? Yeah. So that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. 
and this has been Employing Differences. <laughs>